This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Good morning. It's 7.55 a.m. I'm just about done setting up my booth at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. I'm next to Norvice and Fiberflies. Across from me is Badger Creek Fly Tying. I've got a tying section set up. All my flies that I've been tying for the last two months. I've got the Risen Fly double-sided waterproof fly boxes for 17 limited quantity. Hemostats with retractors and nippers for five. I've got hats on clearance. They have the old city I lived in, Alexandria, so not Fairfax. And that's the old dragonfly logo, the olive hat. I've also got some ostrich plumes for sale. The flies right now are shad jigs, shad puffs, snow white damsels, gutless frogs, snow white scorpions, bunny reapers, my snallygasters with worms, and then what I'm calling my Potomac peanuts, take on Russ Madden's circus peanut. And I've just beefed it up a little bit. I'm also going to be tying up some stick buggers, helgramites, and a new fly I created. I'm just calling it the Shadberry. I've also got some Cree bugs. And just here to hopefully book some clients for spring and summer fishing. Hang out, talk to people that listen to the podcast and follow me on social media. Put some 
faces to names. I've got Andrew Holt hanging out at the booth today working for me as well. We've got a pound of tropical Skittles, which I'm not sharing with y'all. There's a big flu season going around. So hopefully, not too much handshaking today. Hopefully, mostly fist bumps. That's it. Like I said on the live video I just did, it's cold, it's windy, it's going to drop about 30 degrees today. The drive down was not pleasant. The rain was pretty hard. It was dark. I left around 5.30 and I could not see the lanes on the road. Listen to some podcasts on the way here and that's about it. So we're going to set up. I've got some Little Debbie peanut butter sandwiches in the back. My wife made me a turkey sandwich for the day and I'm good to go. So let's find out who these people are here and their stories and where they're from and who we'll see at the next show. And don't forget, Somerset Fly Fishing Show is now the Edison Fly Fishing Show. I'll see you there. Rob, this is your grocery list. Toilet paper. Dog food. Bananas. Avocados. Maybe a little red wine. Bacon. Lots of bacon. So I finally have a chance to walk around today. We have Jessica Callahan, fine artist. Hey, guys. How's your show going? Absolutely incredible. Welcome to Virginia. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great to be here. You haven't started smoking here, have you? No. All right, that's kind of a requirement for Virginia. Oh, man. Do you have a cigar? No. Cigarettes is the big money. Down. You drive through Richmond, sometimes it smells like cigarettes. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Beautiful uh, state. <laughs> yeah, so what, what do you have on display today? You want to walk us through your booth? Yeah, sure. So I actually have a couple of originals. I have a pastel original, some Copic markers, Copic markers, and ink. And then I also have an oil painting original. I have prints, stickers. Did you know today is National Sticker Day? I did not. Happy National Sticker Day, now you know. Um, so I've got stickers, the decals, and then I've also got journals, handmade leather journals, hats with handmade um, leather patches, all sorts of different things. And of course, the Dunn Magazine, since yeah. now I'm the creative director that of it. That is awesome. Congrats. Thank you so very much. Yeah. And I'm guessing you get some inspiration from your travels? Just a little. Where have you been in the last couple of months? Um, last couple of months, so the biggest one was last month, went to Patagonia in the Chilean side. Absolutely incredible, the most magical time you could ever, ever picture, just unbelievable. Um, I've been all over the place though, Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee, uh, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Do you have that map on your car each state you've been to? You can like on RVs? No, I wish I did though. That's actually why I started the, the recent decals with the different states and okay. the different state fishes. It was kind of an inspiration of everywhere that I've been. Right on. DC now has an official fish. It's the shad. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I was just in DC speaking to Congress. Right on. We always need that. Yeah. Was it really cold? Yes. It was the first cold spell that I had, and I did not dress appropriately. I was dressed for warm weather. It was pretty brutal for a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was. I would open up the refrigerator and then the freezer just to warm up. Like, put my face in there. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. In I wish summer, you could have shared that. <laughs> I do that in the summer to cool off, but this time of year, you got to do that to warm up. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. So where, where's your travels going to be next? Uh, we'll see you up in Jersey. 
I am hoping to head to the Edison show. I still have to figure that one out. Um, but the next definite travel is going to be to a show over in Scotland. I got That's asked awesome. to be an artist over there at the fly fishing show. So Very cool. Thank you. Very Represent excited. all of us Yanks, I guess you could say. Oh, yes, sir. You know it. Being from Virginia, I won't refer to myself as a Yank. But in men's national soccer, I'll refer to us as the Yanks. <laughs> I'm yeah. a Michigander, so technically I am a Yankee. Right. And a damn Yankee, because I stayed down in the South. Gonna show you this. What Sweet. is this? Go Buckeyes. Oh, Lord. I don't know if we can be friends again. Ohio State shirt. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> go Michigan State. All right. So how's the traffic been today? It's been... Ryan has been busy. It has been unbelievable. I think this is the best uh, Virginia wine and fly fishing show yet, to be honest. Yeah. Trying to find the cider booth because I like the Hard Rock cider. I heard there's a cider booth. Yeah, I haven't even been stuff. able to make it out of my booth. So I've got two hired hands working for me, so that's how I can walk around. You are a smart man. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Where can we follow you and see all this artwork online? So you can follow me on Instagram. I just changed my name to Jessica underscore Callahan, C-A-L-L-I-H-A-N. And my artwork is also on www.jessicacallahan.com. And Facebook, again, just my name and fine art. You make also fantastic auto parts. Oh, thank you very, very much. Inspired by how much metal I have in my own body. No. Oh, which one? Oh, come on. Tommy Boy. Oh, my God. Come on, Kelly. Gosh, killing me, Smalls. Killing me. I love that movie. Because at least with my last name, I have to comment sometimes on other people's. Oh, yeah. I'll be wearing my... No, that's pretty darn I'll be wearing my Grumpy Miners hockey shirt tomorrow. (laughs) It's a a made-up Disney hockey team. And it's got Grumpy on the front with the hockey skate. You have to make sure to stop back by. I will. Promise. All right. Very cool. Thanks. It's probably so busy. You'll probably be the only interview today. Oh, man. I feel honored. Thanks, everybody. Very cool. Right on. All right. So Jim just spilled wine on his booth. So there's a bird. Right on his duck. Oh, I can smell it from here. Yeah. A a skinned duck is covered in red wine. I never heard the term wine off a goose's back or duck's back, but... While they're dealing with that, let's talk over the curtain here. Which booth are you with? Uh, I'm with the Norvice booth. And this is the first time I've actually gotten to see you guys in action. So let's talk about, well, introduce yourself first. So I'm Tyler O'Neill of O'Neill's Fly Fishing. My dad is the East Coast sales rep for Norvice. So I'm here helping out with the booth for the weekend. Right. Very cool. And let's talk about the Norvice. So the thing that separates us from any of the other rotary vices on the market is we rotate on a zero axis. So instead of wrapping the material around the hook, you can spin the hook and it wraps the material itself. It allows more consistency and more speed, so there's no variance in tension on the material as you're wrapping it. So did you just make sort of a pseudo-dubbing loop in front of it, and then you're wrapping it on? Yeah. uh, You're much better with the dubbing than I am. I don't dub. You got this. I don't know. So zero axis. Let's talk about that bobbin that retracts. So anytime you're on the bobbin cradle, you got to rewind it up, a typical bobbin with your hand, to get back up to the hook. With ours, you don't have to do that. There's uh, about a three-foot piece of spring steel inside the bobbin. As you tie, it winds the bobbin up as you go. You can rest it on your bobbin cradle. You can do whatever you need to with your hands on the fly. You can grab the bobbin, and it automatically retracts and puts you right back up on the fly, ready to go. So you're not wasting time. Your hand's not cramping up if you're production tying, and it just makes it a much easier and smoother transition in between steps of tying the fly. 
would it upset you if I told you one of my old neighbors got one of these at a, uh, not, not a yard sale per se, but for $5, the whole thing? No, I'd say you got a great deal. Is that, he's like, should I get this? It's five bucks. I was like, yeah, that's not a question. You get no, that. Uh, I did the same thing on a jungle cape years ago. I didn't know what he had. I got a sea grade cape for $5. You luck into good deals once in yeah. a while, and it sounds like your buddy lucked into a good deal. He did. And you can put any thread you want on there. You just you right. said you use a drill? Uh, yeah, so the bobbin kit comes with the bobbin, comes with four spools, and comes with the spooling arbor that the uh, spools go onto to be able to spool it. I'll chuck that into a cordless drill, and be careful how fast you're going, but if you do it right, it'll take everything off. It'll be even tension. It's a couple of minutes, and you're done. So you can put any kind of thread on it. For doing gel spun or anything you're going to need real tension with, some of the other bobbins are a bit better. But for 99% of your applications, this will do what you need to do on any vice on the market. Do you have any particular patterns you like to tie on that vice uh, that just make it so much easier to tie? So if we're tying sh- shad flies, which uh, it's essentially a woolly bugger without the hackle on it, and using all the functions of the vice and using the rotary function, we can cut a minute or two off per fly and crank them out. And it, from a production standpoint, it is much easier to make a better hourly rate as you're tying because you can crank out more flies per hour easier and more consistently. Right. And then it comes with this. Tell me about the, the base to it. So you don't use a regular pedestal or C-clamp. Uh, no. The... People do a lot of different things with the Norvice base. So at one point, my dad had his drilled right through his tying bench and mounted both pedestals to it. Uh, It comes with a bamboo board that's uh, 18 and a half by 10 inches. So with a waste basket that's actually on it. So you've got everything. I'm looking. That basket is is awesome. I'm using a paper bag, (laughs) and that's just it's ergonomically it's in the right spot. Right. So it's long. My paper bag is only to my left. Mm-hmm. Yours goes 18 inches across. Right. So I'm uh, Eric over here with us. His first base, he took a one-inch thick cutting board and drilled through it and used that. And then my dad and I now have uh, custom granite bases so that are the exact same size that we use at home. So you can do all sorts of things with the base. It's you never come home and someone's cutting food on it, carrots. No, because like, I'm the only one in my apartment that cooks. My roommates don't cook, so I don't have to worry about that. I've been there and done that. That and I told them how much it costs, so they generally stay away from it. Yeah. Where do you do your shad fishing? Head uh, uh, at the Susquehanna, where Deer Creek comes in, all to right. the top of the Chesapeake. Yep. All the way. The I top. know Deer Creek. That's weightable? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you wait where I am, you're dead. Yeah, this is... Home make it a little bit different. Uh, than, yeah, this uh, is very deer. weightable. This is, I mean, majority of the time, if not all the time... That river is not going to be any wider than this aisle is from Waterwall. So. And you also are near the Conowingo? Yeah. So, so it, how do you fish below that? Is it just like a two-handed rod to get out, or do they come close uh, to shore? Two-handed rod body. to get out, or you stay away from there because there's so many spin guys that flood it. It's just easier not to deal with it. I've been there in the dead of winter when it's just people looking at bald eagles. Mm-hmm. It, does it just get super crowded when the fish come in? Uh, when the fish are there, it's... Like opening day of trout season on a stock stream where you are shoulder to shoulder with people, and it is not worth it. You're going to hook yourself, you're going to hook somebody else with a fly rod if you try and step into there. And then they're working on trying to clean up the other side of the dam right now. That garbage pile that just. Yeah. It's like the Pacific Gyre. Yeah. uh, I'm not too sure. 
I don't do much there until we go a few more dams up. So, and then start getting into smallmouth and stuff like that the further north we go. But as far as shad fishing or right there around Conowingo, it's all below the dam or even further out on the flats for striper when they spawn. How are the smallies doing? Of course, that area is known for having a decline a couple years ago. Uh, I have one of the best years smallmouth fishing that I've had in a while. So if you know where to go and you can catch the fish, then they're there. I know it's a day trip for us, but again, I just don't make the time. I need to. Well, you've got plenty of great smallmouth down near you too, right? Pretty good. Not too far. Yeah. You catch them in the brackish water too. They're in the city. Yeah. I I was fishing for striper with a nine weight and ended up catching, what was it, a 14-inch smallmouth on a nine weight in tidal water trying to go for two-foot-long strikers on a fly about that big. (laughs) So that answers most of my questions about the vice. We're here for many more hours, so I will probably get more. Where can we follow you on social media, and where can we find about Norvice? So, uh, so at Norvice on Instagram, Norvice is on Facebook, or O'Neill's Fly Fishing handles all of the East Coast stuff and all the flies that we tie on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check our website out too. So I've got an ongoing bet with my dad that I can't get our Instagram account to 1,000 followers by the last fly fishing show we do, which is March 4th. If I hit that bet, he's buying me a new fly rod. Alright, what's the uh, name again? O'Neill's Fly Fishing. O-N-E-I-L-L-S Fly Fishing on Instagram. Alright folks, you, you have been called into action. And the vice is named after Norm. Yeah, Norm Norlander is the guy's name. So it is Norvice is the vice. And Norm was my nickname all through college. Because the river runs through it. I would sign my papers. First day, someone's like, you fish? I'm calling you Norm. That's all it you know, took. There's a lot worse nicknames you could have yeah. had with all the stupid stuff that goes on in college. I, was, I still can't believe that that was my name for four years. Well, let's get you back to your food. I can Thank smell you. it from here. Yeah. Well, I can smell the wine more than I can smell the food. I can smell, yeah, that's... It's all Jim's fault. It was a murder of a bottle over there. It was like the revolution is coming from... Did uh, it on the duck skin? On the top of the duck, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Now it's there will be blood. All right. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Today was so busy, we barely got time to interview anybody. Let's run through it. It's uh, 6.30. Saturday evening. That show was busy. At times, there were people two, three deep at our booth. And of course, the Norvice people, they were using candy to to bait in people. And I was having to tie flies to replenish most of what I sold. Those were mostly the articulated flies. I sold a lot of damsels, a lot of shad puffs, shad jigs, couple stick buggers, couple of frogs, not a whole lot of reapers, and a couple of the risen fly boxes, and then those hemostat, nipper, zinger combination for five bucks. Sold probably 20 of those today. A couple of hats. It was good. It was fun. We just hung out at the booth. I had Zach and Holt, TPFR members, anglers extraordinaire, help me out at the booth. So we would take turns running around errands, going to talk to somebody if we could, or just moving one or two down the aisle. I was pleasantly surprised by how busy that show was today. It was it was full at times. Our aisle was, was pretty busy. We 
didn't really get to walk around and talk to too many other people. Didn't really get to sample. I had one sample of a rosé wine. I want to say it was Jamestown Vineyards, but I'm not sure. Sampled some Bold Rock Cider. They're one of my favorites. Cider should just be ingredients, apples. Doesn't need all that other hazari, as my dad would say, or just extra garbage. It should just be fermented apples. And I've always liked Bold Rock. We get that at Trader Joe's up in Northern Virginia. It was nice to see a couple old friends stop by. It was good to see some new friends stop by, podcast listeners, Instagram followers, putting, like I said, faces to names. And I think tomorrow the weather's going to be just as dodgy. There's not a whole lot going on unless you're out of town this weekend. So I'm expecting a couple more people tomorrow. And hopefully we can walk around a bit more tomorrow and enjoy some of the show for ourselves. A couple other booths, some reels, some gadgets I wanted to see. And then we stopped off and I got some mustard from the ketchup guy. We'll stop by and see him tomorrow. I like ketchups, but really good mustards, that's another thing. That's what I have the wife bring me now when she travels. So I'll sign off for tonight. We'll start off in the morning, see who stops by. I don't know what flies I'm going to be tying, but I hope it's just as fun. And what better way to spend a cold and windy weekend than hanging out with anglers and talking fly fishing. So that's it for tonight. I'll talk to you all in the morning. So we have a rather talented young tire with us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Braden Miller from Glen Allen, Virginia, and I tie flies. What grade are you in? I'm in sixth grade. All right. When did you get into tying? I got into tying uh, three, four years ago. All right. What made you decide to get into tying? Um, just seeing my grandmother fly fish, kind of. You don't hear that too often. No, not really. Yeah. What, uh, what inspires you to tie your flies? Just seeing pictures and videos of people tying flies, uh, mainly fly fishing the Ozarks right. on YouTube. Did you go talk to them? They're here. Really? Oh, yeah. See his eyes light up? We'll walk over there. Yeah. Um, what kind of vice are you using? I'm using a Renzetti Traveler T1. All right. Any particular tools you like? My favorite's the... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Dr. Slick's Slick uh, longer blade on them. Okay. And what style of flies? You got some articulations in there? My favorites are the big articulated deer hair divers. And what are you fishing those for? I'm fishing them for uh, stuff like big bass and trying for striper. <laughs> what rod are you throwing those with? Something big. Uh, TFO 8 weight uh, lefty cray fly rod. Fantastic. With the Reddington behemoth reel. What about line? What line are you throwing on there? Uh, some floating eight weight with a long tippet. And you live too far to be my intern, correct? Be the deckhand on the boat? Never too far. And how's your show going so far? Pretty good. All right. But see, so just it's pretty early. What have you seen so far? Uh, I've seen uh, Tommy Matoli's uh, yep. stuff with the. Uh, big like clouser looking flies and uh clouser deceivers and all and uh seen the norvice ones yep. with the uh uh frog looking flies absolutely all right you got your backpack is that for free stuff or are you doing some purchasing a little bit of both all right so you gotta start selling those flies so you can buy more stuff 
Yes. Now, it's school, are there other kids that are into fishing like you are? Yes, but not fly fishing. Okay. All right. And how often are you getting out? When the weather's uh, nice, I assume. Not right now. Whenever I can, depending on the family. What's the most exotic place you fished? Uh, Alaska on the Kenai River. What's the worst place you fished? Uh, a hole by a hole full of water and mud, and I caught a bluegill out of it. It's not. It could be worse places. I mean. And let's see. Uh, if you had a superpower to help you be a better angler, what would it be? catch a fish every time I went out. All right. Well, and where can we find you on social media? You are on Instagram? Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram by going and looking up flyfisher0906. All right. If you want to tie some flies today, I've got an extra regal back here. You can jump on in. Okay. All right. Take a break off your feet. Have a good show. Thank you. Let's talk ketchup. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Matt Wallace with Chup's Fruit Ketchup and Condiments out of D.C. Uh, here at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival, um, slinging some condiments. Right on. So what made you decide ketchup? Uh, you know, we made a batch of cherry ketchup just for the heck of it one day, and uh, it was really good, and we kept thinking about it, and the fact that no other ketchups on the market other than tomato, and uh, kind of saw an opening and figured, you know, let's, let's go for it. Right so, on. Yeah. And you guys make them in D.C.? Yeah, we uh, produce out of Union Kitchen, um, right in the middle of D.C., and uh, you can find it in stores like Glenn's Garden Market, uh, Earth Fair, um, Salt yeah. and Sundry. Earth Fair's opening up in Fairfax. Yeah, they picked oh, us up, so cool. find us on the shelf. Yeah, happy. It's it's a great spot. Now, so although your ketchup were super good, <laughs> I went for the mustard. Yeah, the mustard's new. It's our uh, table mustard. Um, it's pretty pretty fresh, pretty a uh, little bit spicy, a little bit sweet. Kind of hits all the notes. Um, a little more fun to use than just a regular kind of ta- you know, yellow mustard. Yeah, yeah. totally. What boring, flavors so. of the ketchups you have out today? Ketchups, we got uh, cherry, blueberry, mango, cranberry, and our uh, spicy pineapple. That one's good. Yeah. You can find that at Timber Pizza. They they sling it all over there. Uh, yeah, up in Petworth. Okay. Yeah. It's a good spot. They do some empanadas with it, too. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Now, would you put your ketchups on hot dogs? Absolutely. All right. Burgers, barbecue, anything coming off the grill. Um we even do uh, cocktail sauce with the the uh, cranberry. Put that on oysters, shrimp. Uh, What's the weirdest stuff. thing someone's put your produce on? Uh, you know, we, we say, get that we can safely say we get uh, we get a lot of people that they say toast or uh, you know even ice cream because um, people see fruit they think sweet yeah. they think jam. So uh, now most ketchups they're full of sugar. High oh, yeah. fructose corn syrup. Yep, none of that. None of that going on. We do add a little bit of sugar, a little bit of agave, um, but nothing artificial, nothing nothing that you can't pronounce, and probably nothing that you don't already have at your house. Are you going to go with the 2001 green, blue, yellow, orange, purple <laughs> ketchups? Uh, I don't think I have enough uh, food coloring to, to make that happen. Uh, we have a... Uh, You're good. We have a lot of... Uh, yeah, there... We use different fruits, so the, the colors are already uh, all over the place anyway, so we don't have to add anything to have it. Have you tried any flavors that just didn't work? 
some work better than others. You know, we used to do a plum that some people liked. Oh, like hoisin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever heard the story about why there's no grape ice cream? I have not, no. Look that up. Okay. <laughs> it got, is I got some very interesting. Okay. So grape ice cream doesn't work for a reason. Okay. You can't freeze it. I know that they used to make grape ketchup. I haven't tried it yet, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot at some point. Uh, one of the original ketchup flavors was oyster. Interesting. Haven't made that yet, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. I'll set you up with my buddy at Sapitus Farms. Yeah. He does a bunch of oyster let's, let's, in D.C. Let's get after it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Where can we find you online? Chupsitup.com. How do you spell Chups? Chups, like ketchups. Uh, versus catsup. Versus catsup. Who calls it catsup? People in the Midwest, I think. Oh. I don't know. It's. I've, I've done the research. I don't think there's any difference just in the spelling. My wife calls soda pop. Oh, man. I'm like, get so, out of town. Sorry. Man. You're Russian. You have a Midwestern accent. I don't understand these things. Uh, yeah, chups it up. C H U P S I T U P. It's like chups it up. How's the show going? Are people coming over getting corn dogs and being like, yo, I need some some of your kitchen mustard? Yeah, we're uh, we're taking some business away from the uh, the people with the Heinz on the table. So, right you know. Yeah, it's a great show, though. This is one of my one of my favorites. Very cool. Yeah. It's been busy this year. It has. Yeah, Today's it's been great. Up. You know. People are getting out of the cold, warming up, warming up the casting arm, thinking about spring. Right on. Yep. All right. Keep up the good work. Very good. Cheers. Thanks, man. All right, let's talk about Northeast Tennessee. Why Northeast Tennessee? So my name is Kayla Carter. I'm the Outdoor Development Manager with our new Regional Economic Partnership. And I'm here at the Fly and Wine Festival just promoting all of the awesome fly fishing we have. We have the South Holston, the Watauga. Um, those are our two big claims to fame when it comes to fly fishing. We have a new winery that just opened up uh, in Butler. It's called the Watauga Lake Winery. So we feel like we have a, a good thing to promote here at the festival, a good package to bring to the, the audience here. How's the show been so far? You're a lot, next to a lot of boozy tables here. Yeah, we're right next to um, the Castle Glen Winery. So whenever the line gets backed up, we just, I just, I'm just slinging Northeast Tennessee visitor guides all day. So have they been passing wine slushies over the? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I haven't uh, been pestering them too much. I'm letting them focus on their job, but <laughs> but it smells really good. I might have to get one awesome. before I go. But so from those mountains, have you ever seen a hellbender in the wild? I have in the smoke in the Smokies. Yeah, so we're um, we're just north of the Smokies, about um, about an hour. It takes about an hour to get there. How so. big was it? Um, I don't know. Probably, probably like. Well, I, I guess your, I guess your audience can't see my arm, but <laughs> I guess yeah, it would be pretty small, probably halfway up my arm. Okay. Yeah. A itty bitty one. Yeah, That's yeah. Still a hell I've never seen one. In the yeah, yeah. We were. I was. I threw hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2014. So, How long did that take? Uh, five and a half months. Right. Yeah. We. I got to hike right through my my home territory. We have about 130 miles of the AT in Northeast Tennessee. What's your trail name? Blossom. All right. Yep. And I was hiking with my fiance, and his trail name was Botany. All right. So we were, we were all about the plants, but did you get Lyme disease? No. Everybody that I know has gotten <laughs> Lyme disease. You did good. Yeah, I didn't get noro either. I was really lucky. I didn't lose or gain weight. I don't know. It's just an oddity, I guess, when it came to that. So what else can go on in uh, Northeast Tennessee? What else is there besides the fishing, the hiking, 
Well, we have a new mountain bike park being built in downtown Johnson City. Um, it's called Tannery Knobs. We'll have um, trails for beginners all the way to experts. We also have the Tweetsie Trail, and uh, we really, really think that'll be good for the biking community in the area. How was the eclipse? You guys were pretty close to the. Yeah, we had we had like ninety seven percent, I think it was. So it was it was a good spot to be. We didn't get totality, but it was still cool to experience that with some of the community. I was in Elizabethan for that at Sycamore Shoal State Park. Very cool. Yeah. And you got some brochures here. Yeah. Just tells you all the fun stuff that can be done there. Yeah, we. Road Mountain is huge for hiking and uh, backpacking. Um, we also have Unica Mountain and Irwin. So Elizabethan and Irwin are really our mountain towns, um, really accessible to, to the Blue Ridge. So. Okay. Yep. Where can we find you online? Um, you can visit, there are two websites, northeasttn.com and northeasttennessee.org. Any social media on there? Yes, uh, just Northeast Tennessee on Facebook um, and also Northeast Tennessee Partnership. Yep. How's your visit to Virginia been? There's not much around here. Oh, well, I had a blast. I've been in Ashland before. My fiance um, rode his bike across the country. The Transamerica bike route goes through Ashland. Wow. Yeah. You get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He would probably be happy to do that. He, um, So I met him in Ashland during that and had fun there. And last night I went into uh, downtown Richmond and walked around the Capitol at night after the inauguration. So all the scaffolding was still up. But oh, yeah. We got our new governor there. Yeah, all right. yeah. I got to stand right where Northam got sworn in. Um, but no one else was around, so it was kind of surreal. But I, cool. I ate at um, Shindig's after I ate dinner at Pasture. So Right on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. What's the food scene like in northeast not Tennessee? Um, downtown Johnson City is where it's at for food and restaurants. And our brewery scene is top-notch right now. We've got a lot of investment going on in downtown. There's so much variety um, in the downtown. We've got German, Korean I mean, you name it, and we could find it for you, whatever your your taste. Do they have Korean fried chicken? I'm not sure. I will look for that. that and let you know. It's life-changing. Ours is banchan. Oh. Yeah, the, my two favorite Korean spots are Korean taco in Johnson City and red chili in Elizabethan. Awesome. So check those out for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else we need to know about Northeast? Um... You said and you're not into the hot chicken, so no Nashville hot chicken. For you. I know I'm gonna get burned for that one. I'm no pun intended. Not a spicy food person, but um, yeah, I guess I would just say it's a really authentic place to be, um, just to visit and also live. So I just want to invite everybody to come out and visit, and hopefully come be a neighbor at some point. And I'm sure the traffic is not bad at all. Oh, it's no, it's a breeze. How long does it take to go a mile? I guess if you're going 60 miles an hour, I don't know. You do the math. That's I give myself. I'm a journalism major, not a math major. I do five minutes a mile back home. Oh, I couldn't tell you, but it's definitely you're definitely not waiting around, and there are no tolls where I'm from. I gave myself an hour to drive to the bank and Staples the other day, and that's all within like a three mile radius. I normally budget around 15 to 20, no matter you know where I'm going. So I like to be early to things. Sounds good. There's something coming up special. Yeah, I wanted to make sure to invite people to the Meet the Mountains Festival August 24th and 25th in downtown Johnson City. We're going to package together all of our outdoor resources and really make it a showcase of our natural capital that we have in the area. Um, We'll have a bunch of competitions, but we'll also have a lot of um, good things for people to do, like, on entry level. So... You know, probably some casting, fly tying, but also some mountain biking and 
hiking demonstrations. Do you like fish? That. Is that why they chose you to come up here? Um, actually, my dad is more of the fly fisherman. He's he's you know taught me a few things. I'm not as well versed in that arena, so I actually came here to learn from the experts. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It is a little after five o'clock, and I'm on my way home. This should be an easy drive, assuming there's no traffic, which I doubt will happen. It's about 60 miles. The sun is setting, roads are dry. This is gonna be a much easier drive home than it was drive here. Today was a fun day. It was definitely not as hectic, crazy, busy as yesterday, but still had plenty of visitors to my tying table to find out about some of the flies I throw and tie. Gotta talk to people from all over the place. There's one listener who drove up to the show from North Carolina just based on hearing the podcast with Bo about the event. That was very cool. Uh, some other listeners, Francis Scott Key came by, a couple others, and today was, you know, with fewer people there, you were able to converse and talk to people a bit longer, which was nice. I only tied very few flies today. Some gar flies that people wanted that I didn't have enough of. I tied a couple of peanuts and that was peanuts that is perverts and was able to walk around I didn't get to talk to a whole lot of people because it was still a bit busy didn't get to go to all the booths I wanted to but it was fun hanging out chatting with people the Norvice guys are trying to bring me over to the dark side I'll tell you I do like that automatic spring-loaded bobbin I'm not sure yet if I want to try a Norvice because what if I do like it I'm a regal guy yeah, it's like Coke and Pepsi. You don't give me a Pepsi. I want a Coke. We'll have to see how that goes up at Somerset. Oh, what else happened today? Badger Creek was the only fly shop there. Nothing too exotic or unique to purchase. Fly Fisher 0906 was probably the highlight today that this kid just sits down and starts tying articulated flies with what I have and then borrowed some of Jim's fiber flies next door. And then he goes over to the other booth at Norvice to try their vice. He starts cranking out game changers. He's a sixth grader. He was throwing whip finishes in and dubbing loops and who knows what else. There was a nice crowd. So pay attention to that kid. I think he uh, he's going to go somewhere. Another couple other people I talked to, we're going to do individual podcasts just either didn't have the time there, or it was too noisy, or some people were just tired or lost their voice. It's a good show. It's a fun show. If you're thinking about going, come on next year. I think this is a better time in January. It's cold out. People aren't really doing much else right now other than watching football playoffs. It was nice to sell a bunch of flies. A lot of damsels were purchased today. And it's more of a shad fishing crowd down there. But people are intrigued by the gar flies. I'm looking forward to some New Jersey food when we're going up there. I've been told there's a, a sandwich as big as your head at the deli next door. So maybe I can get them to cut that into eighths for me and I can bring some home. Because we just don't have the delis like that where we are. So I hope to see you all at Edison, New Jersey. Please stop by. I was told there's a glass wall where we're going to be tying. I'm not sure about that. 
Hopefully they're insulated because it's probably going to be a cold weekend. And if you have any comments, questions, shoot me an email. You can leave questions and comments on multiple platforms where you listen to the podcast. Let me know how we're doing. Throw some stars up on there. And we had a little brainstorming with Flyman Fish Company. Maybe I'll have a product in the tying industry to call my own. We'll see where that goes. Thank you for listening. Sorry there weren't more interviews. That's just how it went. But I'm going to go home and sneak that mustard in the house and put it in the pantry where the wife can't find it. And it's all mine. Except Earth Fair is opening this month near our house so I can go get it there. That was uh, the Chups. Chups mustard. All right, I'm signing off. I'll drive with two hands. I got the heat cranking. I got the nice hat my neighbor knitted me. And I'm rolling home to go see the family. We got the day off tomorrow for MLK. So probably break out the tying materials and have my kids start tying again. She was pissed when I had to pack it all away. All right. See y'all in Edison. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.